Hello everyone, welcome again to my second edition. Today we're going to talk about race and ethnicity. My name is Gladys Hansen. They talked about race and ethnicity. However, there have been a lot of discussions about race and ethnicity. How race is affecting, having impact in our society. How race is taking a place in medicine. How race has become a political tool that is being used. So today we're going to dive down a little bit and talk a little bit about what I have known about race. First of all, I read about United States Census Bureau, their definition of race. What is so thrilled about how the census, United States Census Bureau classify anyone into a category of race? A white person is number one. Blacks are number two, followed by the Asians. Then we come to the um, American Indians. So that is how U.S. Census Bureau classify race. And secondly, how the Office of Management and Budget permit the reporting of more than one race was also interesting so today if your mother is white and your father is an asian you can be you can say to yourself or when you check the census you can say that you are an asian and american or an american asian that's so cool and it's very nice to know what i learned about when I learn from this reading is how the federal government is able to use this information to generate federal programs to help individuals. It also helps the government to promote equal opportunities, employment opportunities, and assess racial disparities in health and in the environment. As a nurse practitioner, um, I have to understand that there is racial disparities in the community. So wherever that I'm going to practice, I have to make sure that I will give my best to the people in the community. I need to know what the community have to offer, whether it is a community that is um, has the racial disparities and see what is in there that can help. Another topic that we're going to talk about that I learned a little bit from is sociology crash course. I listened to this video. The content was very interesting to me because it serves as a refresher course to me. What I learned from this video is how majority and minority is defined in this country. So for you, for anyone to be considered as a minority, 
there are certain criteria that has to be classified as such. The video dived deep into the race and ethnicity and how people define race. How race can be described as a social construct and also as something that has a little bit biology to it. Basically, race is what society thinks. It's more important because there is no better definition for race. I was very surprised to know that centuries ago, all light-skinned people were not considered as white. Until recently, Europeans are all considered as white. Is that not interesting? So interesting. Wow. So, is there anything why people consider some people to be in a category of a race and we use race to categorize some people is there something biologically genetically that people have in common or is just a phenotypical characteristics that people use to consider somebody into a particular race race is taking a toll when it comes to medicine. Race is taken away when it comes to medicine. I was actually surprised again to know how the Latino Americano word is coined from, where it is coined from. So as a nurse practitioner or future nurse practitioner, I have to be able to know that Everyone that speaks Spanish is not a Spanish-speaking person. The person could be a Latino or other tribe from the Spanish region. So I don't have to classify every Spanish person as, oh, this is a Spanish person or this is a Latino person. Have to know that I have to treat each and every one as individual because the fact that they are all classified together as a Hispanic doesn't mean that all of them are Hispanic some of them are Latinos others are not I dive down further to listen to Dorothy Roberts after listening to Dorothy Robert on the topic, The Problem with Race, my brain began to open wide about race and medicine. What I learned from the message shows that doctors are using race to categorize disease and treat people. For example, how their glomerular filtration rate, doctors use it to treat patients based on their race. For example, there are different categories for the GFR. The one for the white people standard is different from the one they use for African American. Secondly, I learned from it from Miss Dorothy Roberts that the medication vital is used for African-American, but not, not white people. Is there anything 
that the white people have that black people don't have is there something genetically that helps that is in the genes of the black people that is not in the genes of white people why can't we all have the same medicine why can't they treat all of us as individual and see if there is going to be some discrepancy maybe a medicine that will work for one black person is the same medicine that is going to work for a white person instead of grouping medicine oh this is first line treatment for african-american that has hypertension treat them with diuretics unlike a white person you don't start a white person with hypertension with diuretics is there something that have to do that have a genetic trait connected to it or it's just by race these are some of the things that we really have to ponder about so that race doesn't cause our society so much pain so that race doesn't further divide us so much as a nurse practitioner knowing all this i have to learn very well that my patient should be my number one priority i should treat each patient as individual i should do my thorough assessment irrespective of the patient background and treat them as such because if i get sick and i go see a doctor i want the doctor to see me as a person i do not want the doctor to see me as an african-american or as an african because i have a certain genetic trait i want the doctor to look at me i want the doctor to assess me thoroughly and give me the treatment that i deserve and i believe that everybody also deserves the same thing and move on to listen to the ted talk show how racism affect pregnant women this i was so touched to understand that pregnant women do not get the same treatment based on wherever they go for their prenatal care and then the health of a baby depends on the health of the mother so if mothers are going to be faced with race it's affect them emotionally physically and then if a pregnant woman is being affected emotionally or physically just by their race it's affect the unborn child what i learned from the talk show is that all healthcare professionals have to develop the altruistic behavior that we need to treat each patient with all our heart we have to let them know that we love them like we love ourselves we have to provide for them what is good for one person is good for the other we have to love each other once we are able to do all this any pregnant woman is going to have a healthy baby no pregnant woman is going to have a preterm baby because they will be loved their blood pressure is going to be in the normal normal level babies are going to get the nutrition that they need babies are going to come out that 
at the time that they're supposed to come out. But if healthcare professionals do not develop the attitude of altruistic behavior and treat everybody the same. Secondly, distribution of justice. Everyone deserves equal treatment. Therefore, we have to treat everybody the same. This is something that I would love to. This is something that I'm looking forward to. This is something that I want to talk about that we should be able to treat each and everyone the same. Everybody deserves a fair treatment so that we can all live together as a, as a one whole big family. The last but not the last thing I would like to talk about is about how race is being used as a political weapon in our day. Race has become a big thing. Race was used to distinguish a black person from a white person. Black people always used to live in the past. We are never living in the future and we are never living in the present. We always go back and we say how our forefathers have been oppressed. Then a white person will say, why don't you move forward? This is in the past, and we are always dwelling in the past. But the problem is that the people that are controlling the present feel like black people, we are just occupying space. Africans are out of time with history. Blacks have no impact on on history so they make decisions for us and the decisions that they make for us is causing too much problem than anything and then race comes into it white person determine how much a black person have to get paid a white person makes a decision how long it's going to take a black person to come to a position where a white person have been. White people controls everything and we just occupy space. So if there is something that black people have to do, it is about now. We just have to be in our present time and hold on and do things as we're supposed to do. This is the letter I want to share with you. Until I come your way next time, be love, be kind, and stay tuned. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to today's discussion. Today, we're going to talk about the health belief system. My name is Gladys Hansen, and I'm your host for today. Hey. Many of us that we come from other countries, especially in Africa, we have different belief systems when it comes to health. Okay. For example, in Ghana, we have basically three different categories of um, 
practitioners that when people are sick, they go see. We have the spiritual list who is seen as a God representative on this earth that people that believe in God goes to for prayers. Okay? They assist in problems with spiritual, physical, and also financial issues. Okay? Okay? We have some people that also go to see a voodoo. These are traditional people that they use lesser gods. They consult lesser gods to seek people's um, to seek people's problem and ask for solutions for them. Okay. The health belief system that I have known and I have practiced all my life is the professional belief system. This is when I get sick and I go to see a doctor who has had a knowledge in biology and the skills to do physical assessment to assist me and care for me. But there was a time that I did experience something that was a mystery. I believe in God. I pray a lot. And this was a a serious mystery. I was about six to seven months pregnant, driving to work. Traffic was very heavy. And I was just in traffic. As I kept driving, I felt like my mirrors were getting very blurred. And I was like, oh, is this okay? I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. Okay. So I kept driving. But the more I kept driving, the more it wasn't getting any better. So I called everybody that I can call. It's like, hey, this is what's going on. And everybody's like, why don't you pack? I said, oh, I think I'll be okay. I'll just keep driving. I'll see. Because this is a highway. I don't know where I'm going to pack. And then I kept parking. So I kept driving. So as soon as I hit Florida Avenue, I could not see no any car behind me and every car in front of me is very blurred. I was having blurred vision and I felt like something was actually happening to me. At that moment, I did not know what to do. So I started praying. I was calling on God. I was praying. So the traffic light turns red. And I said to myself, this is it for me. And I was praying to God to save my life. I was praying to God to save my my unborn children. I was just praying and nothing was happening. I picked up my phone to call 911. Then something hit me. Said, look at your front window. So I looked 
and lo and behold I have a little bottle with an anointing oil in it so this anointing oil is an oil that have been prayed over by a prophet so a prophet is somebody that hears from God and they can see I mean some of them can tell you what is about to happen or what is going to happen in the future so so I took the anointing oil I open it up and I rub it on my face instantly my vision became so clear I was like wow so I kept moving and I burst into crying. I was like, what is this? So in my mind, I was like, okay, if I did not call 911 whilst I'm driving, as soon as I park in the garage, I am going to the emergency room straight up. I got down, I felt well. I changed my mind. I was like, okay, just let me go on the unit. So as soon as I got on the unit, I told my staff members what happened. They said, just sit down. Let's check your blood pressure. Let's check your blood sugar. They did all that. And everything seems to be fine. I did not have anything. Everything seems to be okay. For the rest, I worked a 12-hour shift. And everything seems fine. I called my... OBGYN the following day and I made another I made an appointment to see her. I went in to talk to her, explain to her what happened, and she's like, "Hmm, this is very weird because if you were standing, I can understand that you can have dizziness or you ha- you'll be blurry, but not when you are sitting." So the only thing she's like, "Well, Let's see. If it happens again, then I'm going to make you stop driving. But that did not happen again. So it was a mystery. So there are certain things in life that is a mystery that professional healing system cannot answer to those questions. As a nurse practitioner or as an oncoming nurse practitioner, I will encourage my patients to involve any spiritual healing system that they have into their care. First of all, I will evaluate and find out if it is okay they are not taking any concussion that is going to have any interactions with the western medicine that they are taking and i will incorporate it into my care